and I got Henny overflowing up my shop. Welcome to the Sports After Party podcast with me, Jezza. And Afo, we are bringing you the weekly sports conversations from across the globe. Welcome to the party. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. And we're back. Back again. Back in your head tops. How are we doing, Afolabi? Back, back speaking to the people. Uh, it's good. It's good to be back in front of the, the camera, back in front of the ca- uh, microphone. It feels good. I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling very good. I'm very, very good. You know, um, you know, we started this week off very, very nicely. You know, we had the announcement that, you know, our very own is joining Rock Nation. Hey. Um, we had DJ Khaled announce a little something hey. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's huge. That's huge, bro. So it means our next trip to Miami is looking a little bit... Yo, Diddy, pick up. <laughs> pick up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Looking over. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for our next trip. You know, it, we're definitely going to be some rock boys um, with Mr. Khaled. We might even get lost in on that Miami River or whatever. So I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to that, boy. Uh, um, listen, James, that's sounding nice. You know, I'm, I'm even getting flashbacks. Obviously, we've got a lot of good feedback from the Miami, the Miami chat that we had about um, Adrian Broner. But... <laughs> yeah, after seeing that Khalid video, yo, Miami, you're going to be seeing us very, very soon. Very, very soon. 100%. And then on top of that, my uh, younger cousin released a sporting documentary called Everybody's Game. That's on Amazon Prime right now. You know, talking about class, race, and culture um, in the world of rugby. Have you seen it yet, Afro? Planning to watch it this evening, so, yeah. Okay, well, look, you're in for a treat, bro. You're in yeah. for a treat because... Um, they have Ellis Genge, um, E. Allo, Anthony Watson, Eno Urbano, um, and of course Mario Toje talking about you know their journeys into into rugby and how it can actually be like a uplifting tool for for people in lower classes. Um, and you know what? I think it's a fantastic documentary. And and for someone who's on his you know documentary um, producer um, director debut. He's done a fantastic job, man. So uh, very proud of the kid. I'm gonna encourage everyone go out and watch everybody. Well, stay in and watch everybody's game on Amazon Prime. Uh, we've just gone talking about staying in. We've just gone into tier two. Are you gonna be one of the ones going to stadiums, being out and about, seeing the people? Like, what's your all your plans? So they announced that I think with the with the last England rugby game of the Autumn Nations Cup. They're going to have about 2,000 fans, was it, in the... Yes, in 2,000. Yeah, so 1,000 yeah, 1, fans. Yeah, 1,000 fans. 1,000 players and 1,000 sold to, um, I think, the fact that fans can buy. There you go. So I'm hoping that we managed to make the cut and we managed to go down and enjoy some live sport. I'm, I've done it. It's been... It's been, a, it's been a while since we've been in front of a live crowd. But will it be the same? 2,000 people in, what, 70,000 capacity stadium? It'll be the same as when, um, I guess, you're playing school rugby. Yeah, I mean, but hey, school rugby was fun back in the day. But I, I, it's, definitely not, it's definitely not the international you know, vibe and coliseum and, and, and that kind of vibe. But it's... Just good to be out, bro. It's good to be out, and I think that little bit of atmosphere, watching hopefully England win another cup, I'm 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 definitely looking forward to it. It's better than me sitting at home and watching it, right? You know. So hopefully we give the boys a little bit more, 
little bit more encouragement, a little bit more support, a little bit more atmosphere for them to build off and hopefully they can play their, their best game. England's been going very well in this autumn international. Very, program. very well. Very, very well. I've enjoyed both games. Got Wells on the weekend. But yeah. both performances, extremely dominant, great defence, and our boy dominating both of them, which was amazing as well. So. Yeah. You know, what I like to see about this England team is that they're just winning comfortably. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't even look as if they're in their third or fourth gear. They're literally just in second, and they're rolling through teams. So it's, easy, it's so good, man. And we, we, know, we didn't even get to talk about that much about the Southern teams last week. And Argentina is proving to be, like, this lockdown is probably one of the best things to happen to them. They, they have this dogged resilience, and they're, they're just constantly on teams and being niggly and being nauses and, and causing fights. And... I think they're they're really developing into something, um, and seeing them come back draw against Argentina after beating the All Blacks the previous week. That's uh, what against they're, Australia. They're definitely on the right track. They're definitely on the right Australia track. Drawing against Australia. So they drew 15-15 with Australia. Um, yeah. No tries were scored, but they were. I think they were down fifteen-nine at one point, mm. um, and then came back to that. So yeah, yeah. fair play. Now you have to respect it. I think. With those two performances, they're acting like they, be, they belong. And I think that's, that's all you can do, man. I think act like you belong and actually come through with top, top performances. So they put everyone on notice right now. The whole world is watching. Um, yeah, it just makes it more exciting for when the World Cup comes around again. So, no, that looks good. But, Jeremy, before we move yeah. on, you got a new look with, for us today. you got a new look, obviously, looking, looking younger, looking fresh. Looking like a boy. <laughs> <laughs> tell people about this new look. Man, it's, it's not even, you know, it's nothing too crazy, you know. It's just, you yeah, know, I just... haven't seen his face in a minute. Like, you look young. <laughs> look young. I, mean, you know, I, I was tired. I was tired of being part of the struggle gang, mm. um, struggle beer gang. So I was just like, you know what? Yeah, they told you they don't get beards. <laughs> they don't get beards. You told so you. Like, Let me just let the people see the face, you know what I mean? Yeah, they told you they don't get, they have no facial hair, fam. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to get weaves. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mine actually came through all right. Mine came through all right. It was all right. At one point, you know, the constant shaving. You know, you'll come back. You'll come back strong at one point, but yeah, you know, not well, no. not not for a minute. Not for a minute. Okay. Uh, listen, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Looking good. Nice one, brother. Nice one. Well, enough about me. Talk to me. What's what are we talking about this weekend to the people? So, of course, we recently just lost um, Diogo Maradona. So, I think we should talk about his legacy, his greatness, um, and just what he meant to the game. So, I think we'll talk a bit about him. And, uh, obviously, whenever you talk about Diego Maradona, Pele always pops up as well. So, I think it would be nice to, to compare the two in terms of their greatness and, I guess, have a bit of a debate of who was the more talented of the two or had the greater career. NBA draft and NBA free agency has been extremely hot of recent. So... I think it would be good for us to talk about that, talk about what's happening in the NBA. Um, then our good friend, Lewis Hamilton, potentially might be getting knighted. You know, he just won his seventh Formula One title. Have I, have I, am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. Seventh Formula One title. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, let's get straight into it, bro, with Diego Maradona. I think an absolute icon. You know, I was talking, they even mentioned it when they were asking the All Blacks about Van um, Coles around how. The Argentina team are going to react to losing someone of him who's definitely an icon for their, for their nation. But 
I think they kind of downplayed it because he's an icon for everyone in sport. He's one of the, when you talk about, you know, really the greatest athletes ever, and when you mean to say athletes, actually let's say sports, sports stars ever, um, you, know, you have to put Diego Maradona there, you put Pele there, you put Jordan there, you put, you know, before Schumacher, um, Roger Federer, you know, those, those types. Um, and you put Jesse Owens, right? You put Muhammad Ali, the, the, the Sugar Ray Leonard's. Um, and it's so sad that he died at 60 years of age, right? And we lost him way, way, way too early. I mean, if you look at Pele, Pele is quite, he's actually quite a bit. Yeah, Pele is 80. Can you imagine? Pele is 80. And he's, and he's, he's alive and he looks well. I mean, he's, he's had a few, um, you know, heart, heart issues or, sorry, a few surgeries, um, a few close moments, but yeah. he's still 80. And he, if you look at images of him, he still, he still, he still looks fresh, bro. He's still, he's still yeah. fresh. Skin. He still looks very fresh. So, um, so yeah, no, so it's, it's just a shame to see someone that great. But looking at Harry Lineker in particular, talking about how he, um, well, I think it was when he was playing alongside uh, Maradona and that in the changing room, he just roll up his socks, starts doing kick-ups with the, the socks in the changing room. Um, that when he went, I mean, I think it was, he described it as like when he was speaking speaking to the guys and you can see Mike Lowe like staring at him while, while he's describing it but he said that Maradona was doing kick-ups right went kick-ups into the center circle and then he boots the ball up in the air mm. literally as high as he can and then it comes down directly back onto his <laughs> he keeps, just keeps going with his um, kick-ups he does that three times and he said the most that he had to the most he ever moved was three steps to, you know, collect the ball when it comes back down. Um, and then he was like, they tried it in training the next day at Barcelona, um, himself and whoever, and literally, they, 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 they couldn't come anywhere close to it. So, one of the most gifted, talented players to ever play the game. It's, it's just, as I, as I said, it's just sad that um, at such a young age, mm. uh, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's... Um... He's another sporting great, sporting icon. You know, we lost Kobe Bryant this year from the NBA and basketball. Um, he was another legend. But when you think about Diego Maradona, for me anyway, I've grown up where my dad was a huge, huge fan of him. You know, he used to talk about his greatness, his talent, his performances against Nigeria, against Brazil, and all the other great nations across the globe. And when you think about what he achieved and the success that he had and the fact that People don't just talk about his game and what he brought to the table. They talk about him as a man as well. And I think when people talk about you as a man and the great things that you did and the fact that you meant more than just football, that says a lot about you. And I saw a story um, when, well, yeah, I read, read a story about when he was days in playing in Napoli. And um, there was, there was a, meant to be a charity match for this young kid who they're trying to raise money for. And um, Napoli essentially said, no, you're not allowed to play. Um, and he's like, okay, cool. Went to the insurance company. Insurance company said, nope, we're not going to insure you for this game if you don't, if you play. In the end, he went ahead and just played. And um, it's it's crazy because anything could have happened in that game. But obviously, he just had so much love for the game, and he had so much love for human beings. And you've just mm -hmm. seen his encounter with every single human being he comes across. 
He's just smiling. He's just happiness. He's hugging. And maybe that's the South American thing. They're very loving and very um, touch, maybe yeah, touchy-feely. But you just see him, every, literally every single video I've seen with him, maybe it's the first time he's meeting the person or the second mm -hmm. time, but it's always a hug. It's always a warm embrace. And just seeing the football world mourn and just celebrate someone that was so talented. And it, one of my most recent memories of him is, uh, is when Nigeria played against Argentina. In, in the World Cup and um, maybe, maybe he was on something but he was so upbeat <laughs> he was so upbeat and uh, so lit and on this he's watching the game from the from the stands and he's just enjoying himself he's just in a good mood he's just good vibes and that's just everything that he was about and when you watch videos of the way he played you know um, he was just it was so effortless to him, like as if it just came so naturally to him. And I saw a quote as well yesterday where he was saying, you know, if, if it was at a wedding now and he was wearing a white dress and someone kicked a muddy ball towards him, he said he would chest it, no problem. He wouldn't care if he got mud on his chest. Like, he would not care. <laughs> and that's someone that really, really, really loved the game. Um, and, again, had, had fantastic success. And, you know, we, 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 we thank God for his... Um, his impact on the world and I guess all the, all the, all the great things he was able to achieve. And if anything, it just, I think it reinforces that we need to uh, appreciate the players that we have now, you know, it's not every day compare Ronaldo Messi, you know, yeah, these guys yeah. aren't going to be around forever. So we have to appreciate them. Um, it's very rare that talents come around as great as, as a Maradona. Um, so yeah, just rest in peace, obviously love to his family and, um, yeah. yeah, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, more peace Definitely one of the greatest. And, you know, I feel, I feel like when you have so many documentaries made about you, you know that you're one of them. I mean, himself, Pele, Muhammad Ali, surely those are the most documented players, I mean, athletes of all time. Like, I, I, can, I can name about five different... Interesting people. Um, all of them. Yeah. yeah. Interesting people as well, man. Um, and I think we we are nowhere close to watching Maradona in his prime or at all actually. Um, but the fact that we have such such an understanding of his greatness because of what the way people speak about him mm. that's just a, a, incredible. And you know, I can't imagine many people get that level of reverence um, when people speak about them. So, as you said, man, rest in peace, Maradona. Um, and I feel like. As we said, you know, we like a little bit of discussion, a little bit of debate. Mm. Uh, so what better to honour, I'm going to say honour Maradona, yeah. by putting him up against what the person that he's always compared to, and that's uh, LA. So bro, who do, for you, firstly, who is the better of the two? For me, I, I think it's Maradona. I think when... Really? Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's Diego. I think it's Diego. Um, Again, just watching his style of play, the different countries that he played in, and again, just how much he meant to the world. Again, obviously, Pele meant so much to the world as well um, in terms of what he did, but I kind of feel that Maradona was more in our faces in comparison to a Pele. So I don't know if that's because maybe Maradona is more of a charismatic, is more out and about, more social, all those kind of things. But for me, Maradona is um, the more talented Sorry, I can't say the more talented. I think he is the GOAT when you take all things in consideration. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we are we saying the GOAT including Messi and Ronaldo or the old school GOAT? What, what, what are we saying? So this is my problem. And um, Perkins, an ex-NBA player, um, and same thing with LeVar Ball, they were saying it's so difficult to compare people that played 40 years apart. Like it doesn't doesn't make any sense to try and compare. All you can do is face the competition you have right in front of you and see what you can do. Um, and I think to try and say that Messi and Ronaldo, and yeah, you can do, but to say Messi and Ronaldo are, are better because that's who we watch and that's who we recognise, I, I think it does a bit of a disservice to the, the greats. It's like the debate of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. I think it's wrong to say LeBron James is definitely better than Michael Jordan, but at the same time, you can't say LeBron's great what Michael Jordan is always going to be better than him. So, so I think I think you make a very good point, actually. An interesting point as well, because I, well, I think that the best player now is probably the best player of all time because the opposition are just as physical. The technology is the most it's ever been. Yeah. You're able to make get the really, at, at this moment in time in terms of sports technology and 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 what you can do to recover, what you can do to be the best possible athlete you can, nutrition. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure Maradona and Pele were drinking beers after games constantly. and Really relaxed. Oh, yeah, doing a little bit more. I know Maradona was doing a little bit more than that. Yeah. So, absolutely, I'd say, I'd absolutely say you probably can't compare errors. And um, I think when, when I think in football we're a lot more respectful about not really comparing Mar- with that Maradona and Pele to the Messi and Ronaldo, but for some reason in basketball they love to compare Jordan, MJ, and, and LeBron constantly. And yeah, I think I, think, I, think, I think you should really just appreciate them for you know being the bosses in their particular eras. Well, it's competition. I think I understand why people do it. You know, sports is competition. You're competing. You're you're trying to win the trophy. You're trying to be better than your opposition. So I understand the whole perspective of who is the best, who I'm always consistently comparing people because mm-hmm. you're always trying to be the best and ultimately in your game and in your sport. So like I said, I think we have to, I think it's, it's wrong to try and say that Maradona and um, Pele can't match up to Ronaldo and, and Messi because I think mm-hmm. so easy to be a product of, your environment and product of the moment and just you're looking at what you're kind of a, is around you in that moment in time so it's hard to sometimes you can literally forget what happened 20 30 years ago like before Messi and Ronaldo you know we had great players like Zidane we had great players like Ronaldinho who brought smiles to all our faces we had great players like Ronaldo the original Brazilian Ronaldo like we've had great players over the years but as time goes on I feel like it's so easy to just forget about the past and then you just think about what's happening in that moment in time so yeah. like I said Maradona again I've I need to watch more documentaries on him I need to watch more about his life and all that kind of stuff but I know from speaking to my dad who's a massive football fan and a big Argentina um, and world football fan he always spoke about Diego Maradona and his brilliance and mm-hmm. um, his ability and I think for me him it was just his hunger he just kept going and going and going and going and is that passion that South American passion that he, he demonstrated. Right. So, look, I want to hear, well, as I said, what we're going to do, we're going to get the audience mm. to decide who is the greatest out of Pelé and Maradona. Um, but first, we wanted to, I'm, I'm going to give some arguments, or you're going to give some arguments for your point. 
Um, do you think Pele? Do you think Pele? Decide who goes first. I need you to pick which hand I've got the highlighter in. Obviously, going first is a bit of a disadvantage because you can counter on the second go. But go on, bro. Which which one do you think the highlighter is in? I'll go um, your right hand. Okay, bro. So um, I, I get to go second. Bro, I'm going to give you a few, like, a few moments. Okay. Give your points. Why is Maradona the greatest of all time? For me, I think Diego is the greatest of all time because he has success in multiple countries. I think most people now, when you ask them who's the best footballer of all time, who's better, Ronaldo or Messi, the first thing they'll say is Ronaldo because Ronaldo's had success in Juventus, in, in, in Italy, in England, in Spain and Portugal. Diego Maradona has success in Italy with Napoli. He had success playing um, in Barcelona and had success playing with Boca Juniors. So I think what's crazy is Napoli have been around for over 100 years and they've won the league title only twice. And the twice that they've won it was when Diego Maradona went for a world record fee from Boca Juniors to Napoli. Um, and... It's again just highlights his his greatness because he's a Argentinian man who's come to Italy, won the world, won the the title. It's never happened again since he left, and he's seen like a god in in that city. And the fact that he was able to have that success and have the success of winning um, in those in those three different places, I think for me you have to take that in consideration. You know, someone like Pele now, he played in just the US and in his home country. Um, and we, we see what happens with South American players. They're always trying to come to Europe because Europe is where <laughs> the best players are. So, or, that, or that's where the most best competition is. So for me, I think Diego is that man. Is that bad man. Okay, okay. Uh, good, good attempt, good attempt. Okay, go uh, on. Now, just to correct you, Mm-hmm. Uh, so look, Pele, Pele, Pele. Um, he's the greatest of all time. He's better than Maradona, and, and these are the reasons why. Mar- um, Pele was probably the first athlete, um, elite athlete, super strong, quick, could jump high, um, and at five eight was really dominating the world sport. Uh, so for, for me, he's a bit of a pioneer in that sense. Uh, on top of that. He was the youngest person to win a World Cup. And not only was he the youngest person to win a World Cup, Afo, all the energy and effort and responsibility was placed on this 17-year-old's shoulders. So, I mean, we have to take something. And, and not only did he win... Actually, well, no, let me, let me not give you all my points in one go. So, yeah, the youngest player to win a World Cup. Also, you made a really interesting point, right? Uh, uh, Pele... Um, didn't play in any other um, in any other um, championships other than um, Brazil and USA. Well, whenever Pele came across European competition, he dominated them. So twice for Santos FC, um, Pele placed against um, Benfica, um, AC Milan in the European Club Cup. Um, sorry, the European Club um, International Cup, or whatever you call it, and. He won both of them and he dominated both of them, right? AC Milan, Benfica, right? These are, these are stalwarts mm. of European football. 
And yes, he didn't play in those other competitions, but he dominated them when he did. And, and Pele was so good. He was so good, Afo. The government wouldn't allow him to leave Brazil. Can you imagine? They said no. <laughs> they, they, they said no. You can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. All right. And then, I mean, this is probably the easiest point to make. Um, but Pele has won three World Cups. Mm, mm, mm. Three World Cups. Do you know how many Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo has won? He's two. won. He's won two. He's won two. Do you know how many Messi has won? He's never. Do you know how many Maradona's won? One. One. Three World Cups, Afalabi. Do you know how crazy that is? Three Man, World that's Cups. Big. That's big. That is big. That is big. So, I think... Go on, go on, go on. Let, let me leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you shouldn't be interrupting me when I'm giving my points, Afalabi. Apologies, 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 apologies. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, that, for me, a combination of all those things, being, you know, really the first, being the pioneer, um, and I think he's on the all-time list of, of top goal scorers um, with over a thousand, right? So he is elite, elite, and combine all those together, I think that's the argument why Pele is the greatest footballer of all time. Okay, Jeremy, so let me ask you a question now. Would you say that European football is more competitive than Brazilian football? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably say that. I'll probably say that. So the reason why I'm asking that is because you know as well as I do that when it comes to or when it comes to a one-off game, anything can happen. The same way, um, you gave two great examples. Pele played against Benfica, and I think he said AC Milan, and he handled his business and beat both teams. Great, he, he had that experience of those two games. Arsenal played against Man City, Chelsea, um, Mountain Man United as well on the way to winning the FA Cup. Um, are we better than every single one of those teams? No, I don't, I don't think so. But we handled our business and we got the results. So I think good point to make. But at the same time, when it comes to a one-off game, anything, absolutely anything can happen. So In a final. In a final. So that's, that's why it's a joke. In a final. In an international any, cup final. Any, in a final. Any, any, these guys have been building up. And, and you have to remember, Afro, this is their opportunity to play LA. Yeah. This is their opportunity. So that these European clubs um, are going to be, oh my gosh, we get to play Pele. Instead of us waiting until we're in our national teams, this is our one opportunity. But don't you think those defences are going to be going on an absolute mad one, trying to, trying to rip this guy's head off, trying to take the ball from him? You can try. It doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Exactly, because Pele was so good that he, that he made everyone unsuccessful. Yeah, and listen, I'm, I, I hear that. I hear that. But we both can understand and, and respect that when it comes to one-off games, anything can happen. It's the same way you guys got knocked out of the semi-final of the Europa League against Seville. You should have won that game. You're the better team. I believe you had the better chances, but you're just going to get the business, the business done. So, and you know what, Afa? If you said if it was a one-time thing, hmm. maybe. Well, he did it twice. Yeah. Twice over how many years? He did it twice. After over it how twice. many years? That's what I'm saying. Over how many years? I think if... Uh, yeah, I I have to respect. You know, he won he won three world titles, um, and yeah, that's great. I think that Brazilian team was was fantastic. They had unbelievable players, all time great, great players in that Brazilian team. Um, so I, I kind of feel that 
it, it was kind of inevitable that they would win it. I believe they won it back to back and then they won it again, maybe two World Cups later. Um, but at, at the same time, when you think about what Diego Maradona achieved, and I don't, they haven't won the World Cup again since that time he won it. All right, well, well look, we're going we're gonna to give it up to the people. We're going to give it up to you guys. Tell us who won that debate. Who, was, who slapped the hardest? Who gave you the, the best facts? Was it A for the B with his weak-ass argument for Diego? Or was it, obviously, Desert J for play? Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that one. Right. What we got next then, Afro? Let's talk NBA. Let's go, let's go to the NBA. NBA. You've been, you've been following what's happening with that? In terms of like, obviously, we had the draft last week, which was interesting, different to what we typically have. Where yeah, everyone, yeah, no, it was it was um it was a pretty weak draft class, wasn't it? I mean, it's not, it wasn't, um, you know, I don't think it was even as good as last year's even, and that was pretty. Um, I don't think it was that deep either, but I think that we've had a couple of superstars come out of it. So, um, I was a it was I mean, in comparison to this year, I think it's a much better draft. But yeah, this year there was a few there was a few you know eyes on a few people, obviously. Um, Lamelo Ball got a lot of love because of his you know, famous family and a Facebook series. Um, I don't know if you ever watched. Have you ever watched Ball in the Family? I think it's interesting. I enjoyed it. It was. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I can't lie. Lavar's a Lavar's a good dad. Mm. Um, it's entertaining, right? Um, so that, that's that's interesting. But did you have any particular standout from this, or particular good draft picks that you thought? Yeah. Um, um, so I think. Of course, the, the chat at the beginning was for Lamelo to go number one um, to the to Minnesota Timberwolves. But I think in terms of him going to the Charlotte Hornets, I think that's a good choice. I think they need a superstar. They need someone that's going to help them sell seats. But at the same time, someone that's dynamic, that's talented as well. And I think in terms of who's got the highest ceiling, he's he's the guy that has the highest ceiling of all those guys. So um, He also has a broken shot, right? Yeah, and do you know, what, do you know what's crazy? So again, he was speaking to um, he was speaking to one of the ex NBA players, and he was saying they were speaking to him about growing up and all that kind of stuff. And he was shooting against normal size M- like basketball rim- like rims at five six years old. So you think about that at five six years old, if you're shooting, you're you're trying to do, use all your strength and all your power to try and get it up to a ten foot rim. Um, so I think that that's obviously impacted both him and Lonzo. I think him and Lonzo, that's the reason why they're shooting is probably so wayward because shooting against huge rims that maybe is not for their size um, or for their age has caused them to lose completely the technique. But at the same time, he's 6'7", 6'8". Um, would that affect him too much? I think if you're 6'2", maybe. But I believe for him, he shoots. He, yeah, he shoots from here. So he shoots a bit lower down. Like a chest pass. Yeah. So yes, and literally that's literally to do that. That's because you're trying to use all your strength to push it up. So I think um, it probably will be a problem to begin with early on. But again, he's what 18 years old. He's got time, man. And he's got he's got time. It's, it's possible to change and improve your technique. Yeah, I think I feel a little bit like no, I'm not sure. I totally agree because I feel like. Um, they might be going for like let's just get you know they try obviously they traded for Gordon Hayward as well. Um, I they didn't trade. it was a free. They got him on a free. Sorry, they, they got um yeah they got him on a free. They paid him a lot of cash, 120 mil. Mm. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of peace. But I think what's really interesting is I well, I don't think I don't know if it's really interesting. I just think MJ might 
have just, I wouldn't say he's given up on winning, but he's just gone for the biggest name that's going to bring attention to, they have to remember, Lamelo has more followers than Zion, right? And Zion was a, was a college, like, superstar phenomenon. Right? You know, they just had he dunks and broke rims and stuff. Um, Lamelo is a, is a social media star. Is he hoping that, you know, the Charlotte team get a few more, a bit more of a rub? And then, you know, you bring Gordon Haywood as well, and then they shoot. It's a nice shooting, but a small back, back court. What, so you don't rate him? You don't rate Lamelo as a player? Well, I, 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 can't, I can't say I rate him too high. I, th- I think he's sporadic. From what I've seen, um, he does just shoot from anywhere. He's not very disciplined, right? Uh-uh. I can't imagine MJ being too comfortable with... Well, he must be because he selected him, but someone who's that so, so sporadic, someone who really doesn't have the discipline to shoot. But he'll, I, think he'll, I think he'll be the best, better yeah. out of the two balls, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I think Lonzo is a great defender and a great passer, but I think Lamelo probably can do, can do both. But for me, I, I, I'm, um, I, won't, I won't lie, I'm a Golden State Warrior fan, and I think I like, I like the pickup of James Wiseman, if I'm honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they've been a team that's never really had size. And mm-hmm. in the, in the sense that... Yeah. Yeah, apart from KD, they've never really had. Yeah, but I think the thing with KD is that he never really played. He never really played like under the basket, did he? He was, never, he was He's not a big man in in the sense of you know yeah. playing that five ball. Um, I think James Wiseman um, be potentially be a really good pick for them. Um, when especially now that Clay has gone down, yeah. he may have to, he may be asked to do a bit more offensive duty, um, especially when you consider that. I thought he would originally just be, you know, run down the court, try and block shots, try and rebound, um, get the odd out of you here and there, um, just be an athletic big man. And, and now he's probably going to be asked to develop his game even quicker because he's going to have play out and he's going to have Draymond, you know, on his case, mm. trying to make sure he's the best player. Yeah. As, as the best player he can be. I, I kind of think. Obviously, within reason, anybody that Warriors picked, I think would have been a good option, just in the sense that they have such a good culture. Well, anyone that the Warriors picked? Well, within reason, right? I feel like they, they, they have such a good culture, they can foster, they can really get the best out of pretty much anyone, I reckon, um, especially when you have those kind of veterans around you with three-time three-time champions, and then you've got Steve Kerr, who's also a three-time champ- champion as a coach, but then look back at his history as a player as well. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think James Wiseman's going to be an interesting pick. His, yeah. He averaged 19.7 points um, on 76.9% from the field, which is, you know, pretty That's good. Cool. Yeah. Um, 3.0 blocks. Um, and yeah, I, 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 like, I like what I see from him. I like what I see from him. Yeah, I think Wiseman, he's a, he's talented. He's, um, seven he's, one he's, as well. Yeah, he's seven one. But he, he looks he, he doesn't look seven one. He and by that he, he looks so athletic and the way he moves, you think he's six six or something like that. Um, or maybe like a six eight LeBron or something. But yeah, if he can work on his skills, he could be a very special player. He could be a very special player. But I think it's quite tough to come to the league, especially if you're not a three point shooter. Um and all of a sudden become very, very good at that. Um, I know, obviously, Anthony Davis was able to develop that side of his game, but 
I think they, what they need from Wiseman is someone that is athletic, someone that will get the rebound, someone that um, will be able to get the easy buckets, the easy twos. Um, and I think, and someone who can do be on the pick and roll with um, with Draymond Green. I think if you can have Wiseman and he can do that well with both Draymond and Steph, you've got something there, man. So, yeah, mm. he's an he's an interesting pickup. Um, he's a very interesting pickup. Well, what do you think? So we we talked about the you know the second and the third choice. Mm. What about the number one, um, Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves? Yeah. Thoughts about? So I don't I don't know if you've seen the chat about him. So he's um, apparently he's a big American football fan. So growing up, he wanted to play American football. That was his thing. Um, he lost both his grandmother and his mum whilst he was at college. Um, so apart, I think he lost them both to cancer. They were ill for quite quite a long period of time. The rumours are that he's not that sold. Not, not that he's not that sold, but he's only there because of the money, which, again, nothing wrong with that. But maybe the reason why he chose basketball is because that's the quickest way for him to make money for his family. So I I don't know if he's fully committed to the game, um, if he's just there to just like I said make money so that his family can be comfortable and be and um, and just have stuff that they just have be good financially, similar to like a Russell Westbrook or um, a D Rose. But the chat is is he going to be consistent and is he going to want to play basketball for the rest of like for for his career? Is he going to want that? Especially when you think about who his teammates are. His teammates are Carl um, Anthony Towns and um, and D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. So, if are they the most two most mature players? I wouldn't say so. So, if he's in an environment, oh, like I, think, I think D'Angelo Russell. Obviously, he made a mistake when he was a, a much younger player. I think, and, he, and he's still a young player. But I think yeah. I think you give give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Let's let's not hold that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think it's not fair to hold it against him. But at the same time, I don't know. Watching him, and he doesn't come across like the most mature basketball player. And by that, I mean when your two superstars are two young guys who haven't really achieved much. There's a reason why um, the Nets traded him, or the Lakers traded him, the Nets traded him, and the Golden State Warriors traded him. Clearly, they didn't think he was good enough to keep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Carl Anthony Towns, there's a reason why Jimmy Butler left because he thought he was a bit of a pussy. He just felt that he wasn't, <laughs> he thought he had all this talent, but he was just too much of a, you know, um, I think he just thought he didn't have enough dog, dog in him. So I'm saying all of this because if you've got players that maybe just go to kind of go through the, mo- the motions and they just play every day and all that kind of stuff, you don't have people that are desperate to win and desperate to be successful. Who knows? Could that rub off in a negative way with someone like um, this young guy who maybe is in the sport because it was the quickest way to make a million dollars for his family? Who knows? Yeah, well, look, I think I think that he's he's six foot five. He's two hundred twenty pounds. He's obviously very physical, right? Um, and I feel like, like yeah, he, he could potentially be pretty good. I mean, he averaged nineteen points per game. Um, his efficient scorer, I think he's probably one of the most, as you mentioned, because probably because of his football history, he's probably one of the most explosive players in the league. Um, and you know what? I reckon once he, because he, I know he made that comment around he doesn't, he doesn't even watch basketball, um, and that he, he he much prefers watching American football, right? I think he'll probably very quickly get out of that mindset and dedicate himself to the game because 
when you, once you get into the NBA, you want to be the best you can possibly be. So again, I'm going to give him the. Do you think that's weird? I can't, I can't imagine playing football now, as in so soccer for for the Americans playing football and um, and never and not watching football. Well, you know, I, I know a lot of players like to have that relief from it. Um, they you don't you don't want to be watching. If you're a rugby player, sometimes you don't want to be watching rugby 24-7, right? Because you review the takes, yeah. um, do things with, with your team. So when you're in your spare time, maybe you want to be watching something else. Um, I, from what we've heard in, in talks, interviews, like LeBron James watches NBA 24-7. Even when he's not involved, apparently he watched every minute of the playoffs um, the year before last. Uh, and, and that's why he's the greatest of, of his generation, at least, um, and and hopefully he would have to you know pick up some of that to, to really progress. But we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how it all plays out. I think I think it's very unfair before kids have even had the chance to play their first game in the NBA to kind of say you're going to be good or you're not going to be good and, and all that kind of stuff. Again, no one could have predicted that Giannis was going to be who he was or. Draymond Green was going to be who he was. I mean, everyone predicted and put that pressure on LeBron James straight away, right? But well, he's, wants, he's, yeah. more than he's more than lived yeah, up. He's, he's, he's a different animal. Um, Definitely. And, you know what's funny? I don't, I don't know if you've seen the clip where he's in an interview where they're, they're saying to him, you know, what's success for you? Surely if you don't become a first ballot Hall of Famer, and they ask him this question at 17 years old, then you've, yeah. not, then you've kind of flopped. And it's funny when you look at his answer, his answer is the same answer that he would give now. He was so he was a professional before he entered the league. And I think that's a testament to I guess his mom and the people he had around him to kind of um I guess be the best that he could be. And the crazy thing is, bro, moving on to the free agency in the NBA, the Lakers LeBron could potentially get six rings. <laughs> six rings. How's he gonna do that? So he needs to get two more. He needs to get two more. The Lakers have the best team in the NBA right now. From top to bottom, the NBA, they have the best team. And LeBron, I would still say he's the best player in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to, after, especially after last year. So, if he's the best player in the league right now, surely he's got another five years of playing, in it. You're telling me he can't get two rings? I, mean, I, I, I don't know if I'd say five years. Um, I mean, he doesn't, to be honest, he doesn't look as if he's slowing down at all. He doesn't look as if he's slowing down at all. But you can see that he, he kind of paces himself a little bit more. But when it comes to playoff time, he does when he needs to take over. Jimmy Butler is a lot younger than LeBron James. And do you remember that, that game where Jimmy went, was it like 60 or so? Yeah. Um, the yeah. next game, you could see that the guy was tired. Yeah, it was done. It was LeBron done. James, being his senior by quite a bit, I mean, let, let's just double check think, how old Jimmy Butler is. Jimmy's 31. I think it's five years. Five years difference. Wow. Um, and the way, yeah, he's 31. And the way that LeBron was able just to keep going. His conditioning's crazy. Mm. So I, 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 de I definitely think he has at least three years in him. Five. That, that four or five is, is pushing it a little bit for me, at least, until I see it. I, I believe it when I see it. But I think the, three, the next three years, LeBron James will probably be there or thereabouts. With, with Giannis in the regular season, but I think his IQ um, and, and doggedness and, and prowess um, of 
making those NBA finals will always, always kind of lead him there. Um, I feel like his pickup of Mark Gasol in the free agency is a fantastic one. Mm. They have a proper, he's, he's an old school big man in the, in the, in the middle. And obviously, defend, he's actually a very good underrated passer as well. He can shoot, um, oh, can shoot the three ball very yeah, well. Yeah, he can shoot the three ball really well. Um, and obviously, defense is kind of what that team prides itself on, at least when it came to the playoffs they did. Um, and, and I think he's, he's uh, going to be fit right in. And obviously, there's, there's some Gasol history there, mm. the Lakers. You know, Paul Gasol was probably one of the best big men to play for the Lakers, if we're being honest, right? So, um, I, I like that pickup a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think Paul, yeah, Paul was extremely skilled, and his brother is very similar in that way. You know, equally as skilled, probably a bit thicker than his, than his brother. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a good pickup. He's a bit of a liability. I think he'd be a bit of a liability on defense, but they talk about his IQ. He's a basketball like he's off the charts, so hopefully that helps him. But um, yeah, I think I think the Lakers got a lot stronger. You know, they've lost Rondo, who I thought was absolutely brilliant in the in the playoffs, especially in that finals. I thought he was, um, especially because I, I kind of feel like in that final game um, against Miami, LeBron was playing okay. LeBron and AD were playing okay, and they, they, but they weren't really. There was moments where stuff wasn't happening and Miami were picking up momentum. And if it wasn't for Rondo, who knows? That game could have flipped on its head. And imagine what would have happened if Miami had won that, won that finals and won that NBA, NBA title. It would have been... The optics would have been crazy. So I think, that's a, I think that's a big loss because clearly he was a big personality and he showed up in the big moments when they needed him. I think um, one that I'm, I'm really interested to see is DeMarcus Cousins um, over to Houston. He's... He signed the one year there, um, and I think it's probably for the, the real bare, <laughs> bare minimum. Um, but, you know, why not? Why not take a punt on someone who was one of the best, you know, one of the top five, top three big men, top, I mean, top two at some one point, I'm sure, behind AD, um, big men in the league, DeMarcus Cousins. Obviously, he's injury prone. Um, he hasn't been able to play a full season for, I mean, half a season even for, for a very long time. Uh, so, I think that's a good that's a good punt by Houston, and obviously with this, the talks of Harden and Russell Westbrook wanting to go elsewhere, potentially. They, and, and you know what? How annoying is that? Sorry, just just on a side note, how annoying is it for Marcus Cousins? You know, he was in a fantastic situation in Golden State. He had all the time to recover, and he came back and then got injured again. And then obviously when they needed him. He couldn't come and perform for them in, in the finals. And then playing for this, you know, star-studded, star-studded, actually, well, star-studded top-heavy um, Lakers team with LeBron, AD, Rondo. And he's injured as well. So he can't even, he, he even play a lick, right? So it, very sad, very sad if you ask me. Yeah, no, it's, it's such a shame. I don't think he's even reached 30 yet. I don't think I don't think he's even reached thirty. So it's a big shame because I don't think he even got paid in terms of that huge huge contract. Because maybe just before he was about to, he asked. I think he tried to force a trade. So mm-hmm. and then I think he got. That's when he got injured. So he. Um, I don't think he ever really got that big big huge extension um, that everyone's getting at the moment. So yeah, it's such a shame because, like I said, he's not thirty yet. Once upon a time, he was probably top five top 10 in the league. Um, 
and now he's probably going to be a bit of a role player. And it's not easy. When you've been a superstar from since you were a kid, enter the league, you're a bit of a superstar. You get injured and all of a sudden you're 28, 29 years old and you're not starting anymore. Okay, it's now 30. And you're not starting starting anymore. It's it's not easy. It's not easy. Praying, hopefully he can can, uh, come battle through, man. Sure. And, And also, keeping the theme of big men, but Dwight Howard going to the Sixers, you know, now that he's got his ring, he's got um, no one can hold that over him anymore. He's a um, champion. I'm sure Shaq will. Yeah, Shaq will. Um, but now he can go to the 76ers, maybe bring you know, some sort of winning mentality, bring some veteran leadership to that locker room, challenge, you know, challenge Joel Embiid. Be and it's, I'm thinking in training more than anything, challenge him to be the best he can be. Um, you know, one thing that they talk about Dwight Howard is he's always in shape, right? I mean, you know, I mean, look at the guy. He's probably he's at, his, at his time. He's probably like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of like actual physical specimens. He's got good genes. Yeah, he's 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 incredible. He's incredible. So I think that's a really interesting pickup from the 76ers. Do I feel like it'll go well? Yeah, with, with Doc Rivers there as well. I mean, this is Doc Rivers' last chance, if you ask me. Um, but, you know, that's probably for another day. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that could mesh quite well. Yeah. What, what do you think about James Harden potentially going to the Nets? Do you think it makes sense? Or, like... I, I, think, it, I, think, I think in terms of... So, when you, when you look at the... I want to say Warriors, right? Let's compare it to that. So, you had Clay, Steph, Raymond, and... AD. They had already have that mentality that's already set in there around, you know what, we play give the game the right way, yeah. we pass it, um, we we defend together. They were it was a great defensive team as well as an offensive team. There was no ego, there was zero ego. Yeah. Um, well, there, there was ego, but there was in terms of like who took the last shot. Yeah. AD and Steph didn't really care as long as they won. Kyrie Irving kind of has an ego. Mm, he thinks he's that. He thinks he's the best. He thinks he's the best. He thinks he's, Again, he's, he's, he's the best in, in certain things. He's talented, but yeah. And then you've got AD, who I'm not going to say he's weak mentally, but he's he, he has he has the um, the, the ability. Step back. He's happy to step like take a step back and be the number two. I don't. I don't think KD. No, I don't think now KD is. But I say that because he's gone to the Golden State Warriors and been best player on that team but he wasn't treated like he was the best player on the team it was always Steph's team I feel like KD now wants to be in a situation where look this is my team I I want to win and if James Harden can, can play second fiddle to him and, and you know what this all depends also on what KD we get back from injury if we get Bro, 70% nah. 70% I, I heard that he's doing absolute madness in the gym I think he's the what the best part of his game is not about him being an athlete, it's his skills. So, yeah. if he can still shoot the way he's been shooting before he got injured, I think he's going to be fine, man. As long as he can yeah. still move, I think KD is going to be a bad, bad man. So, okay, there you I go. Hope he can stay fit. It's Kyrie that I think is going to be the problem there because right. I think Kyrie again, Kyrie's one of the most talented, one of the best players in the league, but. I think Kyrie forgets that he's a 6'1", or how tall he is, 6'2", 6'3", guard. 
And both James Harden and KD are better than him, and Kevin Durant are better than him. But I think, and I doubt, he will be good with being the number three fiddle. Like, you think about the way he plays. <clears throat> he likes to get the ball, and he'll dribble, 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 dribble. He likes to, like, shimmy, shimmy. He likes to do all that kind of stuff. Same with James Harden. So what are they going to do? How are they going to be sharing the ball? So me, personally, I think KD um, Harden should go elsewhere. I don't know which other team, but I don't think it, I don't I, think it makes no, sense. I, I, I want to see that. I want to see that because I still think if you have all three of them, definitely the best team in the in the East. I think Westbrook should go to New York or something. Um, and that's where the people are saying. I think there has to be a move somewhere. Or maybe James Harden goes to New York or, or something like that. But um, yeah, actually, I think Westbrook yeah. makes sense. But yeah. yeah, I think both of them, I think James Harden knows he needs to win. He needs to win, and he needs to pick his team on who he's going to win with. Like either he link, actually he can't even link up with Giannis, can he? Him and Giannis don't even like each other. So, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah. well, I think you know what I, you know. We say even though we said it's not, you know, the most star-studded free agency class, I, I definitely think there's a few interesting picks in there. Um, there's a few guys who are trying to really get some depth in their team, um, and, and I think it's a it's a exciting exciting new season ahead of us. I definitely think the Lakers are definitely the favourites. Um, especially with Montreal as well. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, Montreal, Schroeder. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward Watch to out it. for the Atlanta Hawks as well. They've improved. They've okay. improved. So, and that's, that's our first top pick for you guys out there who are betting people. Watch out for the Hawks. Watch out for the Hawks. Might not win. <laughs> Might not go far in the East. <laughs> but watch out for the Hawks. The Hawks are a good team. Yeah. They've got a good team there. So. That's a good one. And finally, after our last topic, it's on Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. What should I say? Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, big boss. Big you know, he's just been knighted. Well, he's, he's about to be knighted. Well, so he's not, it's not been made official yet, but it's one of those where the chat has made it to the news and the media already, and they've said he's going to get knighted. So I don't think it's been confirmed, as in they've said, you welcome, you're going to get knighted, but it's going to happen at some stage. Okay. So, yeah, he's, I, th- I think it's um, it's good that he's been acknowledged, but it's such a shame that he's taken him to, to what win seven for it to even happen. Um, a part of me feels that if the conversation of why isn't he respected enough in the British media, I feel like if that wasn't brought to our attention, would he would he even be up for a knighthood? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. So. A part of me feels like it's a bit performative, them giving it to him. Um, even though I think he does deserve it. But at the same time, um, why now? Why not two, three World Championships ago? So, well, you told me that Andy Murray got knighted after winning one Wimbledon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, compare Lewis Hamilton's achievements where, Lewis, I mean, Andy Murray really, when you think about it, he's fourth in his generation after Federer, Nadal and Djokovic. Hmm. Lewis Hamilton stands above everyone else in the in the motor racing world. Yeah. He's definitely the, the guy. So it's, I, I find it... Um, you know what? Sometimes I don't like to I like look back on why not before. Um, but I'm happy that now the discussions are, ha- are happening and, and it's discussions around him being knighthood and it's not... It hasn't been... Um, as, you, as you mentioned, it hasn't, he hasn't been put on the 
few years on his list as of yet. Um, but he's, he's he's currently an MBE, which is is not nothing to sniff at. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think he obviously deserves it. And I think one thing we have to always ask ourselves is, you know, I, mean, I find it really interesting after all the Black Lives Matter issues that Lewis Hamilton has been you know, campaigning for. Does he accept um, a knighthood from monarchy that's um, kind of synonymous with profiting off? Um, you know the plights of black people, so that would be really interesting as well. But yeah, in terms of in terms of that kind of recognition, um, he definitely deserves it. Yeah, no, I, I think definitely, I think he'll accept it. I think it's um, for him not to not to. I think that's that that creates more drama than. Um, and again, obviously, I don't know what he's thinking or what's in his head or what these people are telling him, but I think it just creates so much. It makes such a mess if he turns back and says, "Yes, yeah, or I don't want it." Um, and the story changes and the narrative would be he's not grateful. Um, and people have really been talking about the fact that, you know, he doesn't really pay that much taxes because he most of the time he lives in Monaco and all this kind of stuff. And um, I think the narrative will just change again. It will just be negativity, negativity. And he's doing a lot of good stuff. You know, he's brought a lot of attention to um, injustice, especially amongst black people and just amongst human beings in general to the Formula One. So... Um, mm-hmm. I think we have to respect that, and yeah, I think no one should put pressure on him for him to make to feel that for him to feel that oh no, I'm not going to accept the knighthood or um, I'm going to do this to try and make a point. He should do what's best for him, and if it's to have a knighthood, bro, go ahead, go get your knighthood, go get yeah, that. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I'm, 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 that's a very good point. I'm not saying that he should mm. or he shouldn't. Um, I think. I think what I've seen from a lot of here, like, um, I think George the Poet turned down one. I think um, Zafadaya, um, Birmingham Poet, he also turned down a knighthood um, recognition from the the um, monarchy as well. So there's a bit of a history of it. Mm. I'll be interested to see what, what he chooses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, Lewis, big up yourself, bro. Big up yourself. And absolutely, it's, it's completely deserves all the recognition. He should probably win Sports Personality of the Year. You know he won't because of the public voting. <laughs> but, but hey, but we're, um, no, Lewis, we, we, we love you, man. We, we respect you. But yeah, guys, look, that's us. We, we, another one's in the books. Um, you know, it's, it's time. If you haven't, you have to subscribe to us. Apple Music, Spotify, Mm. Google Podcasts, all different podcasts. Go out there, listen to us, subscribe, share, support. Um, We're going to chop up some clips and share it to you with you guys on our Instagram page as well. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the party. I'm a different type of rock star. I've got class and I've got Henny overflowing up my shop glass. And yeah, I know I'm not a keeper, but can you be my mama's seater by the time I'm done with this tequila? Because I'm a different type of rock star. I've got class, but don't ask about my past because I've got scars. And yeah, it's hard to understand. I'm trying to be the man.